CEO fire 1299. Lack of evidence is not evidence of its absence. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days, text JOURNAL to 33444 and IGNITE. As a veteran, I know how hard it is looking for a career after the military, but what if I told you there was a way to put everything you learned from the military into good use where you get to help others? That's what owning an Allstate agency is all about. Visit allstateagent.com slash fire to find out more info. Light that spark, Fire Nation. JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Angelique Ruers. Angelique, are you prepared to ignite? 1,000%. Yes. Angelique is the CEO of The Corporate Agent and founder of Inside Edge Global Conference. She's a strategic advisor who helps small business owners and self-employed experts to rapidly increase their sales and profitability with B2B clients. Angelique, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse in your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I started the first half of my professional career in the corporate world, as so many people do, John. And I was in marketing and PR and communications. And I was really lucky because I worked in some of what I think are the most fascinating industries in the world. I worked in defense and energy and IT consulting. And my work expanded all over the world to places like North Africa and the Middle East. So I really had this great opportunity early on, but I also felt very constrained as many people do by that corporate world. And so, uh, as Michael Gerber so eloquently says, I had my first entrepreneurial seizure in 2006. (laughs) And uh, when I walked out of my corporate job, but you know, I walked out of there with something really valuable. And that was, I had hired over 300 outside experts and consultants and vendors and suppliers over the time that I had in corporate. And so, I left there with this great perspective of understanding what really works and what doesn't work when people approach decision makers to, to work with them. And so I was able to, to use that to start my own business. And, um, and before long, I was not only doing the consulting work with corporate, but I was helping other small business owners do that as well. And, um, you know, as things do in business, it's continued to evolve ever since then. But I've been very fortunate. I moved from, I'm a Baltimorean, but I recently moved to South Florida with my husband and my six-year-old twin boys who are amazing, but a handful. <laughs> and um, and I get to travel and I get to do some amazing things. So I feel very, very blessed to do that. And my family keeps me busy and I'm really, really happy to be spending winter in South Florida, John, I have to tell you. Being a maniac, somebody from the state of Maine, I can definitely tell you that I understand how you're feeling and I'm going to be glad to be snuggled here in San Diego um, during the winter months as well. But the reality is, is Angelique, like I love your journey as an entrepreneur. I'm excited to get into it for Fire Nation. I mean, I've had so many guests, myself included, you know, who have gone through that corporate struggle, that stifling, and then have, you know, those entrepreneurial seizures and be like, what's wrong with me? And no, like nothing's wrong with you. You just have to find your people, your passion, your vision, and your path. And so you have been able to do that. And I want to kind of break that down for Fire Nation because it's it's such a good one. But first and foremost, let's talk about today. You as an entrepreneur, 
what are the different ways that you generate revenue to continue to have a viable business? Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, business is about revenue yeah. first and foremost, right? There's passion, but there's the revenue. <laughs> so we have two sides to our business. We have the side of our business that consults with and trains small business owners on how to go out and, and win those, those corporate clients. And then in addition to that, I'm a big believer that you shouldn't just teach, you should do. So there's still the side of me, the part of my business that does corporate consulting and consulting with NGOs and government agencies. So I'm also doing work on that side of it. And at the end of the day, I think if you're selling a service, it always falls into either consulting, uh, training, strategy, or, or coaching of some sort. And, and we do all of the above, as so many people do. But there's both the side of the business that works with the small business owners, as well as the bigger corporations. And everything we do is really designed around honestly, business fundamentals. I, I am a big fan. I'm a big believer that there, just like there's laws of physics, there are laws of business and you can take all the technology away. Technology is great, but at the end of the day, it's still the fundamentals that make everything possible. So we are very much fundamentalists uh, when it comes to business strategy, but you know that's in some ways, I know not always a popular message these days, but I think it's important to understand what works and what doesn't work even without technology. And from the research that I did, it seems like you have a nice little conference going on in Scottsdale, Arizona this July. We do. We do. So one of the things, and I'm sure we're going to get more into this because um, it was also one of my biggest mistakes. Oh, wow. Um, Don't give too much away then. (laughs) Yes, I won't give too much away. I will say that the longer you're in business, John, the harder it is to decide what your biggest mistake is because they start to to add up. I think if you're not making at least one mistake a year, you're you're not playing full out. But at any rate, I have a conference uh, in Arizona that I do every year. It's a global conference and we bring small business owners together with corporations uh, so they can really learn about how to land them as clients. And I'll talk more about it as we get into some of the stories. But I love that event because I'm a big believer that business happens face to face. Well, if I do say so myself, uh, that was quite the segue into your worst entrepreneurial (laughs) moment, Angelique, because you have been on the journey from corporates you know, from Baltimore to Florida to entrepreneurship and and back and forth again. Take us to what you consider your worst (laughs) entrepreneurial moments. And you love the story. Fire Nation loves the story. So tell us the story. So first entrepreneurial seizure, 2006, starting the business. Second entrepreneurial seizure is 2012. I'm looking out at the market, John, and I'm like, you know, there's a gap. There's a gap in the market because there are all of these events for small business owners selling to corporate, but only if you're in a specific category Mm. of business. So if you're a woman-owned business, you can go to the WeBank conference. If you're a minority-owned business, you can go to the NMSDC conference. But where is there a conference that if you're not certified as a diversity-owned business owner, or if you just want to be able to mix and mingle with all sorts of businesses, where's the conference for the small business owners, those consultants, and those trainers that want to sell to corporate. So I have this entrepreneurial seizure and I decide I'm going to be the woman who does it, right? (laughs) So I 
I think both a strength and a weakness of mine is I don't like to do anything small. I have big visions. So I decide that my vision for this event first year out is just going to be this great big conference. And I lived in Baltimore at the time. So I, I drove down to National Harbor, which for those of you who aren't familiar with that part of the country, that's right outside of Washington, D.C. And there's this magnificent venue there. It's called the Gaylord National. Now, if you've ever been to a Gaylord property, there's only about four or five of them in the country, you know that the Gaylords are sort of like a city under a dome. These things are so huge. And the one in Washington, D.C. at National Harbor, it's just, it's magnificent. It's opulent. It's its just beautiful. So I go there, John, and I get the tour of the whole thing. And their sales team, man, hats off to them because they really know how to put you in the experience. You even walk into the room. They have every one of their employees in the room who stand up and start cheering as though like you're already there, right? So I just get seduced by this vision of this conference and I start just stepping into it without thinking through all of the specifics, particularly the numbers. Next thing you know, I've signed this massive contract with the Gaylord National. And when I say a massive contract, I mean a massive contract. One of the requirements of this contract was that I would fill 675 room nights for this at about $235 a night plus a 30-day resort fee. So if you do the quick math on that, it's well over $158,000. Yeah. So I'm just, but again, I'm seduced. I'm in my entrepreneurial seizure at the moment, like just huge. So I'm going all out on this thing and I'm just working, working, working in the details of it. And I'm thinking everything's going along just great, but I wasn't paying attention to everything. And so here it is right after the holiday season. Interesting that we're talking now. So it's right after the holiday season. It's around January 5th of 2013. My event is in April. I get this sort of panicked email from the sales office at the Gaylord, and they say, Angelique, we're concerned because your room block has to be filled by February 28th, and you filled 11% of this room block for this conference. Yeah. And so we look at the numbers and not only have I only filled 11%, John, but half of that is my team, the AV team and the event planning team. So (laughs) I've actually filled like 5% of this, right? So I basically owe the hotel about $158,000. Now for anybody who's ever planned a wedding or any type of event, you know that bills just start to add up, add up add up, right? So I'm getting hit with bills in every direction. My ticket sales aren't coming in and just got completely blindsided by this sort of massive commitment that I had taken on and was really in just at this point, a total state of panic and overwhelm and fear. And there I was, I had about seven and a half weeks to fill over 600 room nights. It was by far my biggest failure uh, in my business and the most frightening experience I had ever faced uh, because it had the ability to bankrupt me, my family. My husband didn't know I had taken on this huge commitment, so I was afraid that he would find out um, and just became utterly paralyzed uh, you know, with this situation. So that was, for me, by far my biggest failure. Um, and, and I say that because during those months leading up to that, 
I wasn't looking at the right things. And everything that had created my success in business up until that point went right out the window because I had become so seduced with the vision that everything that I know to be true about what it takes to sell today in the marketplace, what it takes to really move people into action, all of those things went right out the window. And I really sort of painted myself right into a corner. So that for me was by far the biggest failure. Fire Nation, there's so many different ways that we could go here to pull lessons. I mean, there's just a ton of lessons to be learned. (laughs) But one that I really want to kind of focus in on is the fact of you, Fire Nation, willing to be an apprentice and actually investing in yourself with people who have been there and done that. I mean, if Angelique had just taken a step back and said, you know what? This is going to be such a huge investment of my time, of my money, of my bandwidth. I'm going to find someone who's done this before me, who's not tied to this whole venture, you know, has no interest in this, but only has interest in my success. I'm going to hire that person as a mentor, as a cons- someone that's going to consult me, and I'm going to have them tell me the truth. And I know that Angelique would have gotten some truth pounded into her from this mentor, which is so critical. I mean, the the things that I was saved from doing and the, and the roads that I didn't go down because of my mentor that I had at the beginning of my journey is priceless. So be an apprentice, Fire Nation. Be willing to invest in yourself with a mentor before you get in over your head. Now, Angelique, that's my big takeaway, and I'm just going to give you one sentence to really button this up. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story? That if you allow your emotions to rule you, you will never be able to think your way out of the problem. (laughs) Oh, that is classic. So Angelique, let's talk now about an aha moment, an epiphany that you've had. And you've had a ton of those on your journey, many since just even 2012. Pick one, though, that you think is going to resonate with Fire Nation and tell us that story. Well, I think it's the other half of, of that first event. Cool. And so the what I had to do in those next seven weeks was get on the phone and sell registrations to this conference. So I ended up doing over a thousand sales calls in seven weeks. So that's an awful lot of sales calls. <laughs> and so I was eating an awful lot of McDonald's. There were definitely days I wasn't showering. It was sort of a brutal <laughs> seven weeks. So during those seven weeks and I'm doing these sales calls, I really learned something that I think we all need to understand as business owners, but until you're in that situation, I'm not sure, or, or a situation where you're really up against the wall that you, you don't totally get it. And that is when folks are deciding whether or not to take action, really the first thing that they're asking themselves is, is this interesting? Does this interest me? Am I intrigued by this? Does it apply to me? Um, before you can even really kind of get their attention. And then once you've got their attention, it has to be more than just great branding and, oh, isn't that interesting? That sounds really neat. That sounds really cool. But what is the return on investment to me? Is there a real value to me doing this? Because there are so many things competing for people's attention. So that's really sort of the second place they go is what are you know the priorities that they have, those top one, two, or three priorities? And do they see what it is that you want them to take action on directly linking to that? And do they see it as the best way to solve that problem? And then once they sort of say, yeah, you know, this sounds really great and I can see how this links to my priority and it would help me get what it is I want, then the next place they go, sort of like the final step they go is, but do I need to do it now? Is it something that maybe I can do next year? Is it something I can do in six months? Is it something that's on my three-year plan or is it for me right now in this moment? 
And doing a thousand calls like that over seven weeks, you really start to see that that pattern emerge. And so that's something that got drilled into me. And now I, I really understand that process that people go through It's always about them, John, and you know that. I mean, I've listened to so many of your programs, but really getting it drilled into your DNA as an entrepreneur that people, that when they express interest or intrigue, that's really just the first stop on the train. And them getting it logically that there's value, there's ROI, that's the second stop on the train. But if you want to get them all the way to the destination of taking action, you're going to have to make sure that they see that it's something that they have to take action on now and not from a place of false urgency, but really tapping into something that's feeling very emotionally urgent to them right now. And so just going through that whole process over those seven weeks, that's that got drilled into me at a cellular level um, <laughs> and really changed the way that I do business. It changed the way that I consult with my clients. Again, Fire Nation, a lot of lessons here, a lot of ways we can go. But what I want to focus in on is something that I've kind of coined as the baby effect. And that's when Angelique was talking about her back was against the wall. You know, she had no option but to succeed. And I call it the baby effect because a lot of times entrepreneurs who have just had kids, they find themselves in a situation where, (laughs) you know, beforehand they were like, I can't make an outbound phone call. The person might hate me. Well, guess what? Now they have a mouth to feed. It's a lot more scary to not provide for your child than it is to make that outbound phone call phone call. And let's be frank, Angelique, you might not have made 10 outbound phone calls if things have been going okay and you've been making sales, but instead your back was against the wall. You made a thousand outbound phone calls and you got an entrepreneurial education in seven weeks that is literally priceless. And Fire Nation, you always have to be focusing on that Pareto's principle. Like what is that 20% of your actions that result in 80% of your desired outcomes? And that's what Angelique found. She found the 20% of her 20%, which is so incredible valuable. So that's my big takeaway, Angelique. And again, in just one sentence, what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets? I want to make sure that they get that it's about the customer or the client, depending on the industry that they're in. It's really about what's urgent for them. It is nothing to do with what you see as important for them or what they need. It really is then that they're going to make the decision whether to act or not. And if you don't understand human psychology, if you don't understand what really makes people tick and how to connect with people on a really personal level, it's going to be really tough to sell. Angelique, break down for Fire Nation the one thing that has you most fired up today. This is somewhat abstract, but what's happening in the world today in the business space is absolutely fascinating. Organizations that have been around for almost a century are having the world change around them faster than they can make sense of. Um, you know, we're going to see almost 30% of the world's largest companies headquartered in, emer- in quote unquote emerging markets yeah. in just the next 10 years. I mean, the business world is changing so fast right now. It's it's like we're at warp speed. And what has me fired up is that means for all of the brilliant people out there, all of the consultants and the executive coaches and the various service providers out there, there literally has never been a bigger ocean of opportunity. It is like a, it's a whole new world out there. And organizations today can't even wrap their, their arms around the change. They can't keep up. It's, it's moving so quickly. That chaos creates unprecedented opportunity for smart people. 
So I'm very fired up about that because there's really never been, I think, a more fascinating time in the world to be in business for yourself. Well, Fire Nation, we're going to have a fascinating time in the lightning round, but let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. As a military veteran, I know it can be tough searching for your next career, but Allstate has an opportunity you probably haven't thought of. Here's a story about how one veteran made a big career change by becoming an Allstate agency owner. Omar Zaki served in the military and then worked his way up in a corporate career. And maybe like you, he wanted something more. Instead of settling for status quo, Omar took action and opened up his own Allstate agency nine years ago. Now he owns two locations with six employees. Both his previous careers prepared him with the work ethic and self-confidence to reach his goals. Are you looking for a career that's more than just punching numbers? If you're listening to my podcast, then I know you want more than just a paycheck. And if you want a career that helps people, then visit allstateagent.com slash fire after the show to learn how you can own your own Allstate agency. Angelique, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? My age. I had this idea in my head that I was, you know, want to start my business at 25 and then I want to start at 26. I finally did it at 27. Um, but I, I was just a mindset issue that I wasn't experienced enough to start my own business. What's the best advice you've ever received? Lack of evidence is not evidence of its absence. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I get up very early in the morning, as I know many very successful people do. And that time in the morning before daybreak is when I work on something that's strategically important to my business. It's not client service delivery. It's not responding to emails. It's not getting caught up in the busyness in those early morning hours. And for me, that's often 4.30 to 6.30 a.m. I work on something that's strategic to my business. It's something that is a big rock. And if I get it done, it's going to make a huge difference as to where I am next year. But what if it's cold and it's dark and I'm really comfortable in bed? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, John, that's something that having twins will get you over very quickly. <laughs> Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. Yeah, so this one's going to be slightly different than I'm sure what you're used to getting. But my favorite resource that most small business owners don't know about is something called Supplier Connection. It's supplier-connection.net. And there are 30 major companies out there that came together for this. It's completely free to sign up and to complete your profile as an expert, as a small business owner. And these 30 major brands, they go there and they look for small business owners to buy from. Uh, You just have to be US-based. You have to be making under $50 million a year. It's completely free. And it's such a great community of business owners. It's a great way to get visibility and very substantial commitments to spend a certain amount of money with the business owners who are listed in Supplier Connection. There are only about 8,000 listed. So if you think about how many small business owners there are in the world... 8,000 is like a really small Petri dish. So it's a great way to get in front of these big companies. So it's supplier-connection.net. Huge fan of that uh, consortium. And you really should get yourself listed. Angelique, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? 
Oh, it's probably going to surprise a lot of people, but the book I always have my clients read is Band of Brothers. I'm a huge student of history. Um, I believe in understanding human behavior, human psychology, moments that allow people to step up and be great. And there are a lot of entrepreneurial lessons and lessons about humanity in Band of Brothers. So I'm a, I'm a huge uh, advocate of reading that book. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Now, Angelique, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, seeing as how $500 is not nearly enough for my shopping habit, I know (laughs) in that situation, John, I'm going to need to make some money uh, ASAP. So I would take a really methodical approach to this. The first day, I would go out and I would go to events. I'd go to coffee shops. I would watch people on the street. I would be in total observer mode of just understanding what's happening in the world around me. And on day two, I'd be having one-on-one conversations, as many one-on-one conversations as I could possibly have with people to figure out in this brand new world that I'm unacquainted with, what's driving people crazy, you know, what are their hopes, their dreams, their desires, where are they feeling stuck and frustrated and really fed up. Uh, On day three, I would be having executive roundtables. And that's, you know, I use that term executive very broadly, but I would be getting decision makers, my ideal target clients, I'd be getting them in a small room with me. I love that expression that big thinkers meet in small rooms. Mm. So I would be diving into these conversations, dynamics, conversations, both delivering value to them, really understanding what's going on for them. Day four, I would be on the phone. I'd be on the phone scheduling appointments. Day five, I'd be having those one-stop conversations with those decision makers. Closing sales on day six, I'd be sending out engagement letters. And on day seven, I'd be putting money in the bank. Fire Nation, Angelique would be putting money in the bank. And let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. So I have a great uh, webinar resource for everybody. It's at angeliquerewers.com forward slash fire. So angeliquerewers.com forward slash fire. And um, I share one of my favorite strategies for getting to top decision makers and building relationships and doing it without having to spend any money or build an online Willy Wonka mobile. So that is my gift for everyone parting piece of guidance? You know, my favorite quote is, the suspense is terrible. I hope it will last. And it was originally said by Oscar Wilde, although it shows up in Willy Wonka as well. I think that my my last piece of guidance to everyone is if you don't enjoy the suspense and just the mystery of what's going to come and the adventure of it all, it's going to be really tough. So enjoy it. You don't know what's coming, uh, but that's okay. That's what makes it exciting to get up every morning because we don't know what's going to happen in our business. So be open to possibility and really welcome the suspense and the mystery of it all and enjoy it. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with AR and JLD today, so keep up the heat. 
and head over to eofire.com. Just type Angelique in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've talked about today. Her recommended book, resource, you name it, it's there. And of course, a killer gift awaits you at angeliquerewers.com slash fire. Either go there directly, or the link will be on the show notes page. This is for you, Fire Nation. Take advantage. And Angelique, I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Sounds great. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for entrepreneurial resources, free trainings on how to podcast and host webinars, and so much more. Visit eofire.com and ignite.